Hello and welcome to Investment Matters, a podcast brought to you by Emirates NBD. My name is Maurice Gravier. I am Chief Investment Officer for the bank. We are in the middle of December. It is a beautiful sunny winter day here in beautiful Dubai and... Against all odds, we are about to conclude another brilliant year for investments. As I write today, our recommended three profiles, cautious, moderate and aggressive, generated double-digit returns so far in 2020, between 9.5% and 11.5% positive to be precise. This apparent disconnection between Wall Street sharply up and Main Street still struggling with the virus and its consequences is not as irrational as it may look. It is about a massive monetary support and the anticipation of the recovery ahead. With this in mind, we have been lucky enough to give you the right calls so far in 2020. But I'm not here to speak about 2020. I am here to give you a preview of our 2021 Global Investment Outlook, which we will formally release in January. I will start by going through the three key market drivers we look at, which are the economic backdrop, valuations and behavioral factors. From there, I will summarize our strategic and tactical positioning and, of course, highlight our key preferences. Let's start with a backdrop. The economic outlook is simple. We have recovery ahead. Vaccines are here and their dissemination will shape the outlook for 2021. Consumption was resilient thanks to government support. Goods have already started to rebound. With a vaccine in 2021, you can fight the virus without freezing mobility, which is the key to unlock activity and jobs in services. Taking the IMF latest forecast as an indication, even if I personally believe that they are a bit conservative, here are the key numbers. After a contraction of minus 4.4% in 2020, the global economy should grow by 5.2% in 2021. You've done the math. It means that the global GDP in 2021 will be higher than in 2019. It is a full recovery. Importantly, there is a difference between developed and emerging regions. According to the IMF, again, advanced regions lost minus 5.8% in 2020 and should grow by only 3.9% next year. In round number, minus 6 followed by plus 4. By contrast, emerging economies lost only minus 3.3% and should rebound by an impressive plus 6% in 2021. The second important aspect of the backdrop for investments is, of course, interest rates. The scenario is also quite simple there. Central banks should continue to anchor short-term interest rates at zero or below. We are far from overheating in employment, of course, and there is no such thing as unbearable levels of inflation. On inflation anyway, precisely, you remember that the Fed had already shifted their framework towards an average inflation targeting, which means that they can tolerate higher levels of inflation before raising rates and reduce liquidity injection. 
What about longer term interest rates? The situation is also quite simple. Governments from most of the developed world have dramatically increased their levels of debt to fund their fiscal support. They simply cannot afford higher interest rates. And again, central banks will keep on massively purchasing bonds to cap the cost of borrowing. We have extensively discussed in a previous episode the fact that fiscal and monetary support work together everywhere for the first time, which is the so-called modern monetary theory. So, no doubt, the backdrop for 2021 is positive. Economic growth with ultra-low interest rates. The second driver for investment is market valuations. Not just what happens, which is again positive, but what is already priced in. The situation on that one is clearly less favorable. Let's start with the fixed income asset class. We expect short-term interest rates to remain at zero or below. For the longer maturities, we have a year-end fair value estimate for the US dollar tenure at 1.2%, which is only marginally higher than the current 0.9%. Let's say it bluntly, there is no return to expect from the safest investment should they be short-term deposits or developed markets government bonds. What about the other segments of fixed income? Climbing the risk ladder, we also find that spreads are close to their fair value everywhere. There is no room for further compression in the corporate investment grade world or in the GCC markets, and only marginal potential for high yield and other emerging market debt. It means that in 2021, fixed income is about clipping the coupons where they are but not about the kind of capital gains we had in 2020. The situation in the fixed income asset class is important for equities. According to all historical metrics, stock markets are very expensive in their highest decile. There is only one exception, which is their price relative to fixed income. It matters. Low expected returns in bonds justify high valuations in stocks, especially as earnings should dramatically recover in 2021. Even with the current high valuations as a starting point, we expect positive performance from stocks. Our fair values for the end of 2021 point high single-digit returns for developed market stocks and mid-teens for emerging markets. In a nutshell, valuations are expensive, but should remain so. As a result, investors should get their coupons in fixed income and benefit from earnings growth within equities. The third market driver in our framework is about behavioral factors, sentiment, positioning and flows. During all 2020, we wrote every day, every week, every month, and in every single podcast that this factor was positive. The community of investors was terrified and they were overall way too defensively positioned. It opened the possibility of a brilliant end of the year. 
as we speak today, it has happened. As November removed uncertainties on both the US election and the vaccine, the shift in sentiment and in allocation was massive. Consequence, the behavioral picture is not favorable anymore. It is neutral. Yes, most of the panic buying has happened, but still, there is no alternative to risk assets for investors who have to generate returns. The key point there is that the 2020 pattern where every single market weakness was immediately bought should not continue in 2021. We may be surprised by some more severe volatility episodes. So, let me summarize our analysis on the key market drivers. The backdrop is favorable with economic growth and low interest rates. Valuations are expensive, but they should remain so, no derating yet. Finally, investors are not pessimistic anymore, which creates vulnerability to any bad news. Now, let me conclude to, by presenting you the actionable investment decisions we derive from this analysis. There are two, on two different horizons. The first one is about the long term, our strategic asset allocation. The evaporation of risk-free return and the elevated valuations have led us to reconsider our long-term perspectives. From this mostly quantitative work without judgments or emotions, we have decided to increase the proportion of emerging markets within our long-term allocations across equity and fixed income. The fundamentals there are better, with secular drivers which cannot be found in advanced economies, especially after the 2021 rebound happens. The valuations are also cheaper. We believe that it is time to reflect in a portfolio the weight of emerging regions in the global economy. We will implement this new strategic asset allocation at the end of this year. The second set of decisions is classically our tactical preferences for 2021, which are our active positions compared to our current strategic asset allocation. Let me start with what we don't like. Government bonds in developed markets don't make sense. It is our largest underweight. Second, within alternatives, we struggle to find compelling hedge funds now. They are also underweight. Finally, and importantly, we are now slightly underweight in stocks from developed markets, mostly for their overall valuation in absolute and relative to emerging markets. Now, what we like. Within fixed income, again, we expect a year of coupon gathering, so we favor the areas where they make sense. Emerging markets debt and corporate high yield. Within equities, no ambiguity, we overweight emerging markets with a clear preference for Asia. Let me, however, come back a second on developed market stocks. Yes, we are underweight, but it doesn't mean that we don't invest. There are fantastic companies to be picked. We like the healthcare sector in particular. And do not forget cyclical segments for 2021 with a quality bias. Finally, I told you that we could be surprised by volatility in 2021. This is why we keep a significant amount of cash, 10% for a moderate profile. 
We have also kept an overweight in gold. It may probably underperform, especially when the cyclical recovery accelerates, but we still believe that as a currency that nobody can print, it is a useful store of value for the long term in a world of modern monetary theory. That's it for today. You can find the details of our year-end fair values in our monthly publication and we will release our full global investment outlook in January before holding a dedicated webinar where we would love to welcome you. In the meantime, we wish you all the best for the end of the year. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and invest wisely for the long term.